0: so we're going to begin in john the very first chapter the gospel of john and we're also going to pair it with ephesians 1 now john the very first chapter it's not the manger scene it's not a a birth narrative of sorts. in fact if you actually read through it It actually is a creation narrative. And it's like this overarching, like it's not just this one moment in time, this child was born. No, no, no. This child came into the world, but the child has always been the Word made flesh. The Word has always been. The light has been with us all along. And then when the child is born, it's like we come to a new understanding of what that means. And the Ephesians, Ephesians is attributed to Paul, but may not actually be one of, one of his writings, uh, maybe a student of his. But Ephesians is written for not just a local community, but for the wider church community of trying to figure out, okay, If we are disciples of Jesus, meaning followers of Jesus, what does that exactly look like in our everyday kind of lives? How do we get some direction on this? And what you may notice as we read through it is that the John and the Ephesians, Ephesians is playing off a little bit of John. And so it's kind of interesting to see how these two get connected and help each other because John is very philosophical. Like, it, it talks in such a way, especially this first chapter, that it feels kind of like, okay, wait, did I just end up in philosophy class? Like, what does that exactly mean? Heavy in the metaphor. And Ephesians, the writer in Ephesians is really trying to get the people to think, but pulling some of that language into Ephesians. Now, Ephesians, the portion that we're going to read, is also a prayer. It's a blessing. And so to just kind of keep that in mind as we go through. So starting with John 1 9, the true light that shines on all people was coming into the world. Ephesians 1 3 through 4. Bless the God. And father of our Lord Jesus Christ he was he has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing that comes from heaven God chose us in Christ to be holy and blameless in God's presence before the creation of the world okay so right there we get like three things that we need to kind of zero in on one is the light true light shines on all people all right The true light shines on all people. It's for all. And then this next thing of he has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing that comes from heaven. That we have been blessed, we have been gifted with spiritual blessings, with abilities. And you maybe go, wait a minute, okay, what does that kind of look like? Think being blessed with the ability to encourage the ability to listen, the ability to have hope, peace, love, joy, which we just spent all of Advent going through, of thinking through those things that, you know, those blessings that no one can take away but are really foundational to our lives. And then the third thing to notice, which maybe when I said this, like it, it was one of those like, wait, what? God chose us in Christ to be holy and blameless. And now you may be like, um, okay, holy and blameless. Um, I'm not perfect. I probably shouldn't expect to be perfect. And generally, if someone proclaims themselves to be holy and blameless, that they are perfect, they've got it all together. We're like, yeah, okay, we need to be suspicious of that person. They probably got some issues going on and they're trying to kind of hide it, right? And so when we're thinking about that, what we need to hear that is through that lens of the true light that shines on all people. Okay, so if the true light, the light being here, Christ, the light of God coming to be with us and how that actually works and that it's we are being blessed with different gifts of realizing that christ brings us love christ brings us god's grace that it's like the realized presence of god's grace in the world realized with us in every aspect of our lives and so holy and blameless like it's like waves of grace keep washing over us every time we kind of screw up that wave of grace is like no i got you you're still loved you are still forgiven renewal is still possible and so it's like this continuousness that because the light has come into the world because of Christ's realized presence of love and grace the full embodiment of it the extension of it to all of us that it's this sense that whenever we are struggling in this life, whenever we're like, man, I don't don't have it together. I don't know what to do. Oh, I can't believe I screwed that up. Oh, that God's grace keeps washing over us like waves coming in. And so it's not about, well, I'm perfect. No, no, no. It's about that grace washing over us every time we need it. Every time we think we need it, every time we don't think it, every time that we're not even aware of it, that it continues to refine and come over us because it is a gift from God. Continuing on, John 1, verse 10. The light was in the world, and the world came into being through the light, but the world didn't recognize the light. Ephesians 1, 5 through 6. God destined us to be his adopted children through Jesus Christ because of his love This was according to his goodwill and plan and to honor his glorious grace that he has given us freely through the son whom he loves. All right, so there the light has come into the world and the world came into being through the light but the world didn't recognize the light. And what was that light bringing? Love and grace. Right? That's what we read in Ephesians. Because through Jesus Christ because of his love and to plan and to honor his glorious grace that he has given us freely. So it's that sense, okay, if God is giving that to us, if God is showering it upon us and we can't do anything for it. But here, John also recognizes that there are times where we don't notice it and maybe we don't care to, that it's easier to stay stuck in certain things. It's easier to get comfortable in, you know, we see things, atrocities happen all over the world. We see that there's pain and violence that we inflict upon one another. And so to begin to realize that part of why that is happening, that the reason that is happening is because people do not understand that grace and love for themselves, and that is for everyone. Because just as the wave comes crashing over us of grace and love, of refining us, if we are aware of it, we begin to change and look a little bit different. Because it doesn't begin to be, well, (laughs) I'm not perfect, I get some grace, but I'm going to be highly judgmental and confrontational with. But instead, wait a minute, if God's given me grace, then where do I need to extend that? If I am loved, where do I need to extend that love? So when we're thinking through how this purpose of Christ in the world, of this light, of this love and grace, as we begin to contemplate that, if that is Christ's purpose, then how does that become part of our purpose? At the very foundation of our lives, we have many purposes, and we change throughout our lives you know depending upon what chapter of our life we are in the purpose may shift a little it may change a little it may dramatically change but is there a foundational purpose that kind of guides us and holds us and if we are going wait okay if this is all about Christ coming in as the light of the world, as this love, this perfect realization, embodiment, this perfect experience of love and grace, how does that begin to challenge us in what our purpose is, the purpose of our lives at the very foundation of them? Continuing on, verse 11 from John chapter 1. The light came to his own people, and his own people didn't welcome him. Ephesians 1, 7 through 8. We have been ransomed through his son's blood, and we have forgiveness for our failures based on his overflowing grace, which he poured over us with wisdom and understanding. So right there, right? Right? It's a recognition that not everybody is going to be okay with love and grace. And even though that sounds weird to even say that, sometimes we like to shun it. Sometimes we are so in the moment of maybe we're like, I don't like what that person's doing. I don't like this situation. I don't, that we actually shove aside love and grace because that's not our purpose. Our purpose is something else. And so here, John and Ephesians are trying to pull us in, are, are trying to get us to think about, are trying to get us to understand how do we begin to react? And we have forgiveness for our failures based upon his overflowing grace, which he poured over us with wisdom and understanding. Even that, right, of, okay, if if, grace and love are part of our lives, if that's the purpose at the very foundation is to receive and to give, to accept and extend that grace and love, how do we begin to do that? And here, Ephesians gets us into, all right, well, you need to think about it in terms of it gets poured about out upon you with wisdom and understanding that it's like okay I've got to question what that means when I've got to question what it means in particular situations what it means in particular contexts, what it means in particular relationships it's like it's not so easy to just go I got it I'm done I'm good no but instead it gets poured out upon us and allows us to question allows us to be challenged by, allows us to get deeper. Because just as we grow older, we learn certain things over the years. Hopefully, we learn certain things, right? And so with this, even, it's this sense that we come to new understandings. We come to new ways of thinking. We are able to be renewed and transformed. We are renewed and transformed by grace and love. And so to kind of think about that as we are trying to figure out our purpose in our lives, of the foundational purpose of grace and love, how often are we questioning what that looks like, what that begins to be for us to receive it, to accept it, and then extend it. Now on to John 1, verses 12 through 13. But those who did welcome him, those who believed in his name, he authorized to become God's children, born not from blood nor from human desire or passion, but from God. Ephesians 1, 9 through 11. God revealed his hidden design to us, which is according to his good will and the plan that he intended to accomplish through his Son. This is what God planned for the climax of all times to bring all things together in Christ. The things in heaven along with the things on earth, we've also received an inheritance in Christ. We were destined by the plan of God who accomplishes everything according to his design. All right, so that one's, that one's got quite a bit to it. But to think about it for those, but for those who did welcome him and believed. Now often we think of belief as just something we kind of think But here we need to think about it in terms of this is how we live. This is how we live into Christ. If we're trying to go, all right, purpose is love and grace. What does this begin to look like? We've gotten a little bit of we dig deeper into understanding. We dig deeper into wisdom. And we have this sense of forgiveness for ourselves. So that means forgiveness for others. But here we get something else. This is what God planned. This is out of Ephesians. This is what God planned for the climax of all times to bring all things together in Christ, the things in heaven along with the things on earth. So it's that sense that Christ is bringing us together in community to kind of help draw us together, to kind of figure it out, to kind of come to a new understanding of what it might be that Christ draws us together in love and grace so that we can begin to learn from one another. We can begin to challenge, but at the same time help. We can extend that kindness. We can extend that respect. We can extend that accountability as we're all trying to figure it out together as we grow in wisdom and understanding. And so this sense of purpose and grace and love, that it's not a momentary thing, but it is instead an evolution together of discovering and finding and seeing how and what it means to live to live into the light of Christ to live into that grace and love. And yeah, we're gonna screw that up and we're gonna screw that up as a community. No one is perfect, but that grace keeps washing over us. And if we're like, okay, so if we're on board with this understanding, if we're trying to figure it out, what does it begin to look like? And it says, this is what God planned for the climax of all things. It's this sense that God's plan to bring us together, God's plan to come to new understanding in Christ, that we're all in it, that God is still guiding that plan, that planning, God is guiding us, that we aren't meant to be left out on our own, but instead we are drawn together to help each other as we are guided by God. Finishing up in John 1, 14, The word became flesh and made his home among us. We have seen his glory, glory like that of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. We are called to be in honor to God's glory because we were the first to hope in Christ. You too heard the word of truth in Christ, which is the good news of your salvation. You were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit because you believed in Christ. So the word came and dwelt among us. And so if we're thinking about what does this begin to look like on an everyday basis, what is this plan of living out our purpose in grace and in love? And I love this. We have seen his glory, glory like that of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. So if we're wondering, okay, what does this begin to look like? We have to go to the stories of Jesus. We have to begin to look through the Gospels, combing through, and what do we learn, right? What do we learn about this man who is also divine, who is also with us, In all kinds of ways. What we begin to learn from those stories is that Jesus was all about helping, healing, serving, feeding. He was all about helping those who others mistreated. He was about lifting up and encouraging. He was also about going, wait a minute, you need to check yourself. He was all about teaching and listening. He was all about different ways of loving because we all all of us want to be loved all of us need to be loved but it may look a little bit different for all of us and so Jesus was about being able to respond and he encouraged the disciples here this is it you are to love one another and it sounds so simple and yet it is so hard which is why we keep digging into these stories trying to glean and trying to remind ourselves. Because part of this is reminding ourselves. Reminding ourselves that grace and love keep coming. That they aren't going to stop. That grace is not going to stop. That God's going to keep giving it to us. And that we just have to be reminded of it. And renewed by it. And transformed by it. In a way that responds. That lives. What Jesus was bringing us. How Jesus was bringing us a sense of renewal to our lives, a sense that our identity is in one of love, that we really can take a step back and go, wait a minute, I am consumed by these things, and they really are not helping my life to thrive. Maybe I do have anger or apathy, or maybe I'm struggling with unworthiness, Or maybe I'm struggling with how to respond in love. Maybe I'm struggling with how to be present. Maybe I'm struggling. Maybe I'm just struggling. And Jesus is like, come on, I got another way. I got another way for us to think about it. I got another way for us to live it. Just keep reading, keep looking, keep searching, keep conversing, keep engaging with one another over it because transformation is possible. It's possible, especially when we begin to think about our purpose being foundational in love and grace. And so what would it mean for us every day to begin to wake up of starting with my purpose today is to accept and extend grace and love and to begin to try to figure out, be open to, right, this sense of grace and truth, that truth being how Jesus lived. Grace and truth. How do I begin to live that in all of our different contexts? Yet the time of Jesus was a little bit different than today. But his teachings are so relevant in how we engage with the world around us, how we engage in our relationships, yeah, they may be a little bit different. The situation may be a little bit different, but grace and love as the foundation of those begins to help us understand how to work in our particular context. And so for ourselves today, if we start with, our purpose, that this birth gives us purpose in grace and love. How will it begin to change our days? How will it begin to change our lives? Amen.